I did not see any cause for alarm then. Near my cottage, I bid the wakili good night. All right, um, yeah. So, um, I'm on the second floor. I'll, I guess I'll just see you at breakfast, 9.59. 9.59? That's a nice one. <laughs> Thanks. I'm funny like that. Um, we can just escort you to your room. No, really, it's it's fine. I... Then, you know, we can have a good time. Um... Hi, my name is Zafir Rajab Latapan, an advocate of the High Court of Kenya and the creator and host of the Dear Law podcast. This is the final episode of the series. In this journey, we have highlighted the prevalence, tolerance and definitions of sexual harassment, particularly as it affects women in the legal profession, with a view to disrupt the normalization of this vice. As usual, because of the mature nature of the conversations and themes in this podcast, listener discretion is advised. Along the way, we have invited you to share your personal experiences of sexual harassment in the workplace, and we thank you for your generosity. Here is one such letter. The scenarios have been reenacted by voice actors, and the names and places have been edited out for confidentiality. Dear Law, the LSK annual conference at the coast was the deal. I was excited when my corporate employer sponsored the much-valued trip. I was an in-house lawyer, and I needed the holiday. Life was good. I attended all the conference sessions. Then Friday gala dinner was with us. Stargazing by the beach, pop! The gala dinner closes by midnight. So after dinner, my friend, her friends, all acquaintances I had met at the conference, and I decided to go to the club. Life is for the living. We all had vowed to protect each other and we did exactly that. The DJ even called out the lawyers and dedicated a song. Council members were there. Lawyers can let their hair down when they mean to. We dance the night away. I was flattered that the DJ even played a song request. Happy days! The pressures of practice were gone for sure. After the dance, we were to return to our respective hotels. We had cost shared for a van. Wait, I'm not drinking again. Maze. Ah, he's on a mix. How many shots did you take? Shots. You don't count shots, my guy. You just you just take them. You don't need to count them. You guys, good night, guys. Yeah. Coincidentally, I and this dude, a friend to my friend, were dropped last. Oh my god, that was such a fun night. You had fun, right? <laughs> I really did. Also had fun. Work has been <laughs> crazy. I so needed that, by the way. Hey, oh, god. Yeah. Oh, this will stop. 
Let me open the door for you. Oh, thanks. You're so chivalrous. That's nice of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I did not see any cause for alarm then. Near my cottage, I bid the wakili goodnight. All right, um, yeah. So, um, I'm on the second floor. Mm. I'll, I guess I'll just see you at breakfast, 9.59. 9.59? That's a nice one. <laughs> Thanks. I'm funny like that. Um, we can just escort you to your room. No, really, it's it's fine. I... Then, you know, we can have a good time, Alba. That was 4 a.m. Who does that? I straight up told him no. He said it was okay and wished me good night. It did not bother me as much, perhaps because he did not insist or force things. I respected that. The morning after, we met at breakfast alongside other councils at the hotel. You know the way lawyers love chatting away. It was warm. Hey, you made it in time for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so did you apparently. Well, did you sleep well? Yeah, I did. But the the hangover. The hangover. Something else, by the way. No awkwardness at that point. When the others left. Well, I guess we had a good time, Jenna. Yeah? He said he was not surprised at my reaction the night before, as he had noticed I was conservative. The dude pestered me on why I rejected his advance, and that I should reconsider. Then uh, you know what they say. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, you know. So they don't have to know. So come on. What do you have to lose? <laughs> Let's do this. Really? First of all, we are not in a relationship. And in case you've forgotten, you are married. Maybe. But for you? Okay, let's be honest. Look, you're one fine woman. And hey, you're my class. You're my kind of girl. <laughs> Wow. Wow. (laughs) Lol. To cut a long story short, year after year at the annual conference, he kept on pestering me for sex. For this and other reasons, I stopped attending the conferences because I felt women had been portrayed as trophies, sexual objects for gratification, and any rejection looked abnormal. Why would anyone fail to respect my right to choose and instead focus on my personality? What shocked me most is that I poured out to my friend, the one I mentioned earlier, and she said, Um, so... I haven't really told anyone this, but I've also been a victim of his unwelcome sexual advances. Wow. Oh, gosh. Seriously. Like, how many more do you think have been through what? Oh, God. To be honest, even when it happened, (gasps) it was just like... So... This one day. The fact that the Wakiri looks quite decent on the face of it, one may not believe he can be a bully, but he sure was. Sexual harassment can be from anyone. 
seniors, peers, juniors, anyone. That's why LSK has to fully implement the sexual harassment policy, including the clauses on unwelcome advances. Amongst peers, one may most likely be able to say no to requests for sex, but what about the juniors? As far as the annual conference is concerned, loud messages on hashtag zero tolerance to sexual harassment should be passed. Amongst peers, camaraderie is healthy, but if the same is used as a means to troll someone and pester for sex, that is a different thing altogether. The line should be clear. Let us restore honor to the legal profession and say no to sexual harassment. As we explore this topic, we discovered how sexual harassment perpetrators have been able to get away with it. When you ask, where is the line? They ask, how close can I get to that line? Why it was necessary for the Law Society of Kenya to come up with the sexual harassment and anti-bullying policy. The reason is that the legal profession is also not spared from this scourge that is sexual harassment. Of course, the Law Society of Kenya has a, a code of standards for professional practice and ethical conduct that is SOPEC, which requires that uh, every lawyer upholds the profession's honesty and integrity in their private life. And uh, in particular, there is the standard number 151 that lists the sexual harassment as a professional misconduct that may warrant disciplinary action. I had the opportunity to speak on the phone with the former co-convener of the Gender Committee of the Law Society of Kenya, Ms. Caroline Kamende Daudi, who emphasized that this policy affirms LSK's commitment to ensuring a safe working environment for employees, both in law firms and those working in other institutions in the private and public spheres. It was interesting to discover what spurred the formation of this policy. What informed now the decision to finally come up with this policy was uh, a tag by one of our members during the campaigns. I campaigned to be a Nairobi representative in 2018-2020 uh, council. So in one of my posts on Facebook uh, requesting members to vote for me, a lady who later became a member of my committee tagged me and uh, posed a question to me, what will you do as a lady to protect young uh, lawyers who are female being sexually harassed? Those are the terms that she used. And she tagged a few other ladies who were also candidates then. It was pursuant to that tag that uh, when we took office, I requested that I convene the gender committee so that I can put in place measures to curb this vice that is sexual harassment. So during the LSK's annual conference in 2018, members who were present agreed that there was need to develop this policy on sexual harassment. It started with a tag in a post. Your voice does count. But even before someone spoke up in the right place at the right time, this policy was necessary so as to seal some of the loopholes in the law that we have exposed throughout the Dear Law podcast. The Gender Committee, co-convened by Ms. Daudi, understood that while passing the anti-sexual harassment policies a milestone, policies mean nothing if they're not implemented. 
first and foremost in the sexual harassment and anti-bullying policy we put in the complaints mechanisms. So one way to ensure that this policy is implemented was to create awareness, which we achieved through the public participation, if I may call it that way. Uh, Thereafter, if you look at the notice that came to you for the annual conference, we put it as an agenda to uh, enlighten members that this policy is in existence. It has since been uploaded in the Law Society website. It is available. We have set agenda desk at the Law Society of Kenya. The gender committee that is now convened by Ms. Beth Michoma as a working form uh, that is, a, is placed at the desk that will allow members pick and confidentially fill in these forms. Again, also to ensure that this policy is enforced and implemented to the latter, we tied complaints arising from this policy to our Advocates Complaints Commission and the Disciplinary uh, Committee in the policy. So there are provisions on how if somebody is found guilty of uh, sexual harassment who is an advocate, then they will face disciplinary action. So one way to ensure that this implementation is to tie this process to our standards, the SOPEC that I had spoken about, and also to the complaints that arise pursuant to Section 13 of the Advocate Act. The policy requires every employer to take reasonable steps to establish and maintain a workplace free of sexual harassment and bullying. In the policy, there are 10 steps that every employer has to take in order to make sure that their law firm is compliant. Step one, adopt clear, written sexual harassment and anti-bullying policies. Step two, foster an organizational culture that does not tolerate sexual harassment and bullying. Step three, conduct workplace trainings to raise awareness and promote respect among employees. Step four, Ensure that employees have full access to information regarding employer policies and standards. Step five, make an effort to maintain employees' confidentiality throughout the investigation. Let's pause briefly. Very few women have been brave enough to come forward because of the fear of being branded as a troublemaker. One of the committees of the society pushed a case to my committee that I now uh, convene which is the the Police Lawyer Relations Committee, uh, because the the crime involved is sexual harassment of a colleague. So we are also keen as the law society in the court process. You know, sexual harassment is a crime, an offence under the Penal Code and uh, the Sexual Offences Act. So we are also following up on any cases that involve our members whether they are the victims or the villains in the courts. So anytime there's a complaint of sexually related cases, the same comes to counsel, comes to us. Uh, We either allocate the gender committee, the welfare and medical legal, or the police lawyer relations committee, or the PIL, or any other uh, committee that uh, is mandated to deal with the welfare of members. If you have been sexually harassed, I hope you feel empowered to take action. Now, where were we? Step number six, employers should also enforce corrective and or disciplinary measures within their organizations. 
Step 7. Employers should provide a mechanism for employees to declare consensual sexual relationships in the workplace. Step 8. An employer should monitor the working environment to ensure that acceptable standards of conduct are observed at all times. Step 9. Employers should model appropriate behavior themselves, including ensuring that they themselves do not engage in sexual harassment and bullying. Step 10. Employers are required to treat all complaints seriously and take appropriate action in response to these complaints. The Public Interest Litigation Committee is one of the committees set up under Section 40 of the Law Society of Kenya Act Number 21 of 2014. Basically, it picks cases that it feels that uh, are of public interest and either files through our pro bono advocates or if the cases have already been filed by members of the public or other institutions, LSK joins as uh, an interested party. So one of the objectives of the Law Society of Kenya under Section 4 of the Law Society of Kenya Act is to advise the public, the courts, the, the, the government on matters to do with law or any other matters that stem from law and administration of justice. So that is what the PIL does. And also the PIL manages the pro bono database and we allocate advocates to either defend or enlighten the court on the position of the law or pursue on behalf of the public or the society. Like, for example, the PIL committee picked up this matter in Meru where a man was left overnight with the casket of his uh, late wife and uh, uh, the PIL committee picked it up and allocated an advocate to draft the pleadings and file it in court, yes. Sexual harassment cases involving complainants who are members of the public or non-LSK members are entitled to pro bono representation. The policy also states that all employees, including members of the Law Society, have a responsibility to support the implementation of the policy by one, conducting themselves in a manner which demonstrates professional conduct, mutual respect for others, and which upholds dignity in the workplace. Two, not engaging and or condoning sexual harassment and or bullying of others. And three, participating fully and in good faith in any process or formal complaint and investigation process where they have been identified as having potentially relevant information. Having said that, what happens if you need to lodge a formal complaint or request an investigation into the conduct of an alleged perpetrator or situation of sexual harassment? What are the practical steps? The measures in place for victims to report and file complaints on sexual harassment are provided for in part five of the policy. The measures put in place by the law society are intertwined with the enforcement procedure. So we have come up with the complaints desk at the Secretariat on Sexual uh, Harassment. We came up with a hotline that is a free toll line. I can say the line is 0800 so there's a line in existence for any of our members that feels that they are in any form of distress. It could be sexual harassment in the line of duty to report. So they can call it a 24-hour line. I encourage you to use these channels. The gender desk, the hotlines, visit LSK offices and spread the word to your colleagues to do the same. <laughs>
The goal of Dear Law is to amplify the voices and collective sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession so as to bring about real change. We obviously cannot successfully implement meaningful change without the men. You have heard their voices on the Dear Law podcast. 20 years down the line, we will be those seniors we are talking about. But what you want to do is sit down and say, you know what? We sat down, we passed a policy that was very unpopular um, 20 years ago, but see what it has done. The annual conferences are usually notorious for rampant sexual harassment. You know what they say. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, you know. So they don't have to know. So come on. What do you have to lose? <laughs> Let's do this. However, it should be noted that the annual conference is also where reform began. From the annual conference to a policy in place. Change may be slow, even too slow sometimes. But you and I can raise our heads up, knowing that the process has started. It is now an unstoppable worldwide movement. Oh, one more thing. Remember the letters that have been reenacted throughout this podcast series, giving personal experiences of sexual harassment? Well, one of those letters was actually mine. <laughs>